0: Hello and welcome to our University of Strathclyde podcast series run out of the world famous School of Education, right in the heart of the beautiful city of Glasgow in Scotland. We bring you a mix of meeting academic interviews, thought pieces, conversations and provocations on all things education. To give you a glimpse into our world leading education research here at Strathclyde and of course to stimulate your questions and thinking around the meaning, purpose and practice of education in schools, in communities, and of course, in all our lives. Hello, and welcome to the School of Education podcast. This is the first one of 2022, and today I am delighted to welcome Maria Evancheva, who is one of our most recent recruits to the School of Education. So welcome, Maria.
1: Hello, and uh, nice to meet you. I've listened to all the podcasts so far, so I'm really excited to also participate in one. <laughs> you've
0: listened to all of the podcasts I think that probably makes you our best and most avid listener yeah I think after Rebecca Sims granny <laughs> yeah Rebecca Sims granny and we should have a shout out to Rebecca Sims granny who does listen to all of them um maybe from our living room but certainly in uh, the United States which is lovely so um maybe maybe we should have Rebecca's granny on to talk to us at some point about her educational experiences.
1: That would be great, indeed.
0: So today we're going to talk about Maria and uh, Maria's research and um, life in education. So um, maybe it would be helpful for you just to give us a wee bit of information about yourself, Maria, in terms of the work that you do or where you've come from before you come to Strathclyde and so on.
1: Yeah, so I'm Bulgarian. I graduated in Hungary with a degree in sociology and anthropology. And I studied Venezuela during my PhD. So I've had quite a significant uh, travel and research experience outside of my country of origin already before I came to England first in Scotland. I then moved on to Ireland and did some research there. And then I was in, before coming to Strathclyde. I was in Leeds and I worked on South Africa and the UK. My main field of study is the sociology, anthropology, political economy of higher education. I started with an interest more in socialist education and alternative projects in education, which I studied in Venezuela and Latin America. But more recently, I have been more interested in doing more studies on issues around the neoliberal turn in higher education, especially in Western advanced capitalist democracies and the digitalization and unbundling of higher education that has happened, especially in the last decade. I mean that's fascinating I mean
0: I don't want to suggest what age you are or anything like that but you've crammed a lot in um, already and all that travel as well I suppose enriches the experience you have not just in terms of your own research but in in what you're likely to bring to your teaching
1: I imagine. Yeah so I'm hoping this is the case I also come from a number of disciplines so I studied philosophy as a first degree in Bulgaria. I then moved on to social theory. And then within sociology and anthropology, I would designate myself more as a political anthropologist and historical sociologist. So I have quite a few disciplines and can be quite omnivorous when it comes to reading and teaching. But the main thing for me is the the ability to really alert the students and colleagues through my work hopefully and the broader audience to social issues in in education and the way that education is part of bigger social process macroeconomic process and, and so forth so whereas i base most of my research in higher education i really try to think of the university beyond its uh, geographical historical physical mm-hmm. material boundaries, and see how it fits within the the kind of bigger economy and society.
0: Mm. Oh, maybe we'll come back to this um, through the next 20 minutes or so. I was curious about, you know, given that you've had the opportunity to live and work in in South America and um, other interesting places, I'm not suggesting that Strathclyde isn't an interesting place, but the west coast of Scotland is not known for being the hottest, sunniest, or most, um, I don't know, what what would we want to say, climatically advantaged, Mm -hmm. compared to some of the ones you've been in. What's brought you to Strathclyde?
1: So so there was a combination of factors, I, I think. First, I think of Scotland more as a country on its own right and with its own interesting colonial history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been interested in peripheries and semi peripheries and the way that they respond to metropole pressures or not. So Scotland at present for me is a very interesting and important uh, frontline mm-hmm. for saving the heart of public higher education. And I see institutions like Strathclyde as very crucial in that regard. So spaces where you still have state subsidy for teachers education are crucial. And I think our our school is very important place like that. Places where you don't have to pay fees, but where you're actually encouraged to um, take higher education as a step of, not just social mobility, but um, a, a kind of integration in society for working class folks, for people from, minority backgrounds and people from the global South. I think these are all missions that uh, universities have struck and our school in specific stands strongly Mm -hmm. behind. And I think it is a vantage point to reverse some of the sadly by now quite irreversible processes that the UK higher education has experienced in stature and the neoliberal turn. So for me, this was one thing that was important. The other is, uh, I I did say that I studied and worked in, um, sorry, I worked rather than I did research in Ireland. So there are Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, Irish connections, especially with Glasgow. So my previous employment was at Liverpool and I see a kind of um, Irish Atlantic connection that I I like to um, explore a bit more. And that, and that's, uh, you know, and then again, as an anthropologist and sociologist based in, in educational departments, I have been quite uh, privileged by the rather interdisciplinary profile and ability to, to, you know, kind of exchange with colleagues that don't come from siloed disciplinary mm-hmm. bounds, but they're more Uh, Fluid in terms of their disciplinary identity, and this can be more um, venturing in in their scholarly enterprise.
0: I'm interested, well, there are a couple of things I was interested in in what you said. I I like the suggestion of saving the heart of public education um, and and situating Strathclyde as, as part of that. But I'm also interested in the, the fact that you describe yourself as an anthropologist. And I think it might be helpful for people, maybe if you could say a wee bit about how an anthropologist sits in education. How does, how does
1: that work? Well, so anthropology has, I, I guess, two kind of main assets in this regard. One is the um, overall, say, theory that anthropology produces based on empirical research that is based on very deep engagement and involvement in in the setting that we explore and study. And the second one is ethnography as a method of writing up our findings. So um, in that, anthropology as such has done research in education settings much less than probably it has been necessary. But also ethnography and parts of anthropological theory have been used in education traditionally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, for instance, the greatest work in sociology of education in the UK tradition are like ethnographic, based on ethnographic fieldwork. So it, it is not a very difficult connection to make. And my um, kind of work has been trying to also speak of uh, education in terms of policy and policy ethnography, that's my hopefully upcoming book, uh, would be based on doing the policy ethnography of the Bolivarian University of Venezuela. Um, so, so it is trying to kind of bring some of these insights into educational settings that I think is quite fruitful. And you know, at the same time, as I said, I'm not confined to that identity as an anthropologist. And I do like that you managed to plug your book. You know, that was really
0: subtle. Just working that in is absolutely perfect. Available in all good bookstores in time for the end of the year, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you've touched on this already. So I had a look at your web page and, and you talk about your work being about social change, especially in transitions to and from socialism. And... And the fact that you've talked about um, why Scotland is an interesting place for you in terms of your research, given that your work's around social change and transitions to or from socialism, and let's not hazard a guess at what way Scotland might be going, but how does that translate more broadly, particularly in relation to the Scottish context, do you think?
1: So... I think, I mean, there, there again, a number of issues that I have been exploring. And, and for me, there's a the kind of bigger issue than that, that kind of exceeds context, which is the question of higher education being both a place for social, of social change, for social change that, that trains the new critical uh, humans that would produce different projects of social change but also being a space for reproduction of inequalities and elite distinctions so i've always thought of it as this battlefield if you wish mm. for um you know different projects of social change and in this i'm following very much the work of uh, say martin Carnoy and uh, manuel Castros, thinking of you know in the palantzian tradition thinking of um, public institutions in specific as um, kind of sites of class conflict. Mm. So in this way, I do think that Scotland offers yet another very interesting, again, you know, possibly semi-peripheral, possibly post-colonial space where alternatives perhaps are easier to construct than in core contexts, but at the same time where the, the kind of centrifugal dynamic of a process happening in the core can be much more perilous to any alternatives. Now, socialism as a specific project for social change has in the present state been deemed kind of almost outlandish, you know, since the fall of uh, the Berlin wall and the Soviet Mm -hmm. Soviet blocking. Socialist bloc in 1989, um, there has been this uh, vision of the end of history, capitalism has won and so forth. Mm. So, as Frederick Jameson is famously quoted, it is easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. So. Uh, a lot of uh, socialist projects nowadays are still very much based within capitalist context and they fail almost by default because of the free market, another you know, requirement for deregulated markets, labor relations and so forth, make it very difficult not to reproduce the old capitalist dynamic. So in this way, I think at present for Scotland and for many other contexts within the globalized world, Thinking of a, a kind of more pure version of socialism is very difficult, mm-hmm. but a, a more advanced socialist democracy is where I'm thinking that the current government is heading towards, and that has its risks. But given the current, you know, kind of advanced crisis of capitalism and COVID crisis, it is the best that we can hope for forever, for now, and you know, hope that in in future. There would be new horizons and possibilities for for some other more radical alternatives.
0: Uh, And I think I think it's an interesting question you know when we're talking about it in terms of government we're talking about it in terms of the general public or universities but if we look at the the Scottish curriculum it raises interesting questions for me at least around the idea that notions of responsible citizenship and effective contributors and all and the capacities generally are about the whole if you like but actually when we drill down and look at what's been expected it's a very individualistic curriculum and in some ways that feeds into that neoliberal capitalistic um, perspective so we're actually growing our own capitalists if you like and dressing it up around citizenship, potentially, or...
1: Yeah, and again, uh, around green capitalism, this is the new new frontier, opening green jobs within the capitalist economy, training skills. That's something that's very interesting that's been happening in the UK, higher education in general, that we have a shift from, you know, first the polytechnics that became universities, and now universities are pushed to become polytechnics by training very specific skill sets rather than more global kind of citizenship, uh, critical thinking and so forth. So it is a very dangerous dynamic. And indeed there has to be more work done from, I think academia with policymakers to to kind of reverse Mm -hmm. some of these trends because there there is a very big risk of a semi-peripheral country wanting to become one of the just most advanced capitalists democracies on the basis of green economy, which mm-hmm. is growth and not degrowth. So so it is not something that we should be investing in.
0: Mm.
1: And, and I think as you're saying, you know, it is it is very interesting how certain political agendas conceal rather than reveal like their goals and try to kind of present very um polite and very optimistic ways of saying that they want to just be the winners within a capitalist world system rather than really change the rules of the game and make mm-hmm. more equitable societies mm.
0: i think what will be interesting given the scottish context and how we are able as academics uh, are able to access policy makers and that there's a good relationship um, between policy makers and um, universities it'll be interesting to see how How far you can reach into that network to to, um, effect some kind of change or have um, impact in terms of the thinking, I suppose, on a much broader educational level, rather than situated solely in higher education. Um, So I think the work that you're doing sounds fascinating and incredibly valuable in taking our thinking forward in Strathclyde, but also in the Scottish context much more broadly. So what is it you're working on just now? Um, and what do you want to get from it? So there's there, individualistically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there, there are a few different pieces of work that I'm doing, and they're quite distinct. One is I am continuing my Venezuelan fieldwork through the migration of Venezuelans in Argentina. So I'm working with colleagues in, the, in Argentina in specific um, studying especially the class component and the educational component of, of this migration so trying to intersect migration education especially higher education professional credentials in class and how that works within uh context of downward mobility when mm-hmm. migration doesn't translate to get keeping the same position when you move to a next society so a lot of uh, venezuelans are now captured in uh, the gig economy in Argentina, despite promises of uh, equal employment to to their credentials, and how this changes either political cooperation and solidarity or sadly more competition and and, uh, advances ambitions for upward mobility that, that produce very differential outcomes. And so that's one thing that I'm working on another issue that I want to explore in more depth is the more related to UK higher education is the question of the new innovation districts and the way that a lot of uh, you know redistribution is happening from the public through the private mm-hmm. through the construction of dorms through the provision of data of users that is students and faculty and through other public private partnerships which mm-hmm. are commended as being beneficial to the economy, but it's usually public research money that goes into private sector hands and, and vice versa. Sorry, and vice versa does not happen. So, mm-hmm. so there's much more investment from the public. And then the third issue, because I'm, I'm now also a trainee therapist, like psychotherapist, so that's one of the, the, the other issues that I started developing around my work with precarious academics. The mental health aspect. So I am thinking of how within within this whole system, um, mental health has become a very kind of um, difficult thing to to carry through because there is a growing mental health epidemic, both mm-hmm. among academics and students. And at the same time, there is less and less provision, especially in the UK, in England and Wales. I think Scotland kind of is quite different in that. And how that that kind of changes the whole profession and the whole necessity for actual meaningful engagement with students, and it is translated instead to what the innovation districts stand for: mm-hmm. student experience with um, nice beanbags and green chairs in like soulless saloons, but much less access to faculty and to real human contact and care.
0: Mm. Oh. I think there are so many opportunities um, in advancing all those aspects of your work and I can see how it it fits within um, I suppose the vision that we have for the School of Education um, as one where we want to make people's lives better through education and each of those three um, elements that you highlighted there the the pieces of work that you're um, currently undertaking certainly seem to fit nicely within that. So um, thanks very much for for sharing all of that with us. And um, I look forward to hearing more about your work. And when that book comes out, we'll be advertising it on the podcast and on Twitter. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. And one thing that we should say, I suppose, to um, people that listen regularly is that, that Maria is going to be the, the the newest member of the podcast team so she's going to be um, conducting some interviews or discussions as well so welcome to that group too maria
1: thanks i looking forward to work with you and the others on that and to be you know more and more meaningful part of the school of education
0: so thanks very much today and um, thanks for listening everyone and see you next time Thank you for listening in to our Strathclyde education podcast series. We'll be back soon with another episode.